Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast. Welcome to the next generation of gaming with the One Up Gaming Crew. With news from the weekend gaming and just some random chatter. Okay. With your hosts, David and Nathan. Plus some special guests this time. For more info, please visit www.1upgaming.co.uk. Xbox One Challenge. Challenge I'm King, you already, already know. Pulling games on PC, yeah. PSP, PlayStation, PlayStation 4. 4. Play all genres, highest seats. If there is a leader's board, you can find a mod that no. would allow you no. all to see, to my, see scores. my scores. David and Nathan, Nathan, reviewing the games for me. Games for me. That's why I'm so dangerous. See their uh, tips uh, so good, uh, you won't believe. won't believe. Keep playing strong. strong. One up gaming coming on. They coming it's the show on. you all have waited for yeah. the Waste not very long, not go To one up game and 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 go Listen up, yo David here, One Up Gaming. Gonna have a quick go through this week's podcast, which is the One Up Gaming podcast episode 340. And did I say David? Yeah, I think I did. I don't know what I'm doing at the time. Anyway, the skinny of it all is hopefully, as of next week, we might have a guest on the show every few weeks. Uh, so, see how that pans out. Not gonna name any names or anything just in case things don't happen. If you want to win this t-shirt, a Dead Space one with our logo on, which was being hand-drawn by one of our guys and got it nicely printed up on t-shirts, just go onto any of our YouTube videos, subscribe and write the word Dead Space in the comments and then we'll go through them all and see if anyone gets a chance to win this fine looking t-shirt. I'd just like to say that we've got a few more reviewers on the team now. So, like always, three or four come in, three or four leave. You know, it's just a never-ending sort of cycle of stuff. Uh, don't know if any of you guys are aware. Um, I actually fund everything. I don't get any money from any sponsors or anything. So, anything that happens, it's all my money, which is really annoying because... Just the cost of living nowadays is so expensive. It's really, really expensive. Um, but yeah, so that is it. So episode 340 of the One Up Gaming podcast. Um, please go to our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. A few new reviews are written up there. Please go to our YouTube channel. And just search One Up Gaming. It's got the... I don't know if you can see the logo there. It's got that logo as the thing. It's like a white background, black logo with red round it. Um, yeah, subscribe and 
comment and like and all that stuff. We do have our first 100 podcasts available with our old logo on. And that one, one pound of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity, which is pretty cool. And as always, we are sponsored by the Games Inspired Music album. Just search for that, like Spotify, Amazon, anywhere, even iTunes. And 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity. So let's get straight into the games we've been playing this week. This is Gilbert Godfrey. And I listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast. And if you don't, go fuck yourself. Hello, Andy. This is Colin. I won't be able to get in tonight. I'm sweating So, still David, still One Up Gaming. Got my John Hare t-shirt on now. Going to have to get John Hare on the show again. I've not spoken to him in a few... It seems like a year now. Um, but anyway, we're going to the games we've been playing. Episode 340. First up, No Longer Home, and this one is, it's, how do you put it, it's like, it's like those, like, it does have gameplay elements, it does have a walking around the 3D environment, but it's very much reading a lot of stuff that's on the thing, selecting um, some phrases, uh, comments and some replies, and questions, things like that, and it's just, a story about growing up and moving away and losing friends and family and things like that. Um, it was very boring to me. For me, it was very boring. And other people might get right into it, might really enjoy the the game. Unfortunately for me, it just didn't click, and I just turned it off. It was quite slow. Um, next up we'll talk about the Night Witch and this one I'm so sorry but it might I might say this wrong I believe this one is a 2D side-scrolling sort of shooter and you're like a flying little witch with a really big sprite looks nice but the problem is with really big sprites you're a really big enemy that um, a target that enemies can hit so yes it might look nice in screenshots and stuff but when you're actually playing the game it kind of defeats the object you want a smaller sprite character to make it a lot harder to be hit um, but it played nice it looks nice the weapons are nice the some of the graphics and the backgrounds are really nice really and it, it's just in a 10 15 pound sort of game it's just a really little budget game which is really good Next game, and again I'm going to get this so wrong, I do apologise to Team17 who I think published it, uh, Thymessia, Thymessia, I'll go with that one, Thymessia, and it's a Dark Souls sort of clone, it's on a budget I would have a guess, so it's quite a small sort of looking game, it looks nice, it just doesn't have the detail of some of these other Dark Souls and Elden Ring sort of games but it's it's a really good little game I enjoyed it and when I was playing it 
I got right into it. I, I played for a while and I turned it off and replayed it again. And yeah, it's a good working game. The mechanics are there. The graphics look nice. It's just it doesn't have that hook that the Dark Souls sort of games do. Um, well, from software sort of games. But if you see it cheap, I'd recommend it's a nice little game to see if you can enjoy it. Next up, Ridge Racer 2 on the PSP. Now this was played through the PlayStation Now or whatever it's called subscription. Um, and it's like played from the PS Vita emulator on the PlayStation 5, which is really weird. And on the PSP on that little tiny screen, it looked crisp, clear, amazing. And then all of a sudden you play it on a PlayStation 5 on a big 65 inch screen it looks so blurry and blown up and pixelated um, it still plays nice, it's still fast, it's still got really good music and it's still a good game, it's just not what you remember your mind plays tricks when you're playing these old sort of games you think it's going to be amazing, you think mm, that looks a lot worse than I remember but anyway, good little game, if you've got the subscription give it a go if not, meh, I wouldn't buy it Now the next one, the new rebooted Saints Row, and I got I heard so many negative press reviews, so many negative YouTube videos about this game. I really enjoyed it. It's not the best graphically um, expansive sort of game, but it's fun. And isn't that what we play games for? Just for a bit of fun, a bit of mindless, stupid ex escapism. Just it's just a laugh and these sort of games they're getting f too few you know all these games are like proper realistic grindy sort of games and I just want a bit of fun in my life people getting blown up and shot and it's just stupid I love it guys I was shot your friends deserve better you really think you have what it takes to bring me in you deserve better, but only you can choose to adapt to what life throws your way. 
You called for a ride? Good call. Let's get that money. We're starting a criminal empire. And now it's time for us to reap the benefits. I come for your crown. Yeah, don't try to figure it out. <clears throat> yeah, point taken. We're really good at what we do. We call ourselves the Saints. So next up it's a double double whammy again on the PlayStation now. Disney Pixar Toy Story 2 Buzz Lightyear to the Rescue. Now this is the PS1 game. And was it made by Traveller's Tales? I think. But anyway, I don't know if it was or not, but I think it was. And this game looks stunning for the PS1. Even when you go into the first person mode, you've got like a reflection of your face in the visor. And it's like a third-person platform game, but when you go into like the when you hold the button down to shoot, it goes into like a first-person, and it's got loads of little bits, it's got like little car racer bits, little platform bits, little flying bits. It's amazing. The game is really good. Now, when I say that, the 25, 30 years hasn't been kind. It doesn't look as good as it was. It's very pixelated, very small environments. The jumping's not as precise as they are nowadays, but it's still a really fun little game, and I'd recommend it. And the last sort of game that I played this week, Disney Pixar Toy Story 3, and this is the game that came out on the PS2. And I played like a few levels of this, and I had to give up because I just didn't like the game. It looks nice, but it's more like a sort of Crash Bandicoot style game now. So the games I played, like you're on like a train and stuff, and you have to get from one carriage to the next few carriages, jumping around, and it's very narrow, very focused. It's just not as good as the full open world game of the original sort of game on the PS1. But what are you gonna do? So we have got Steam World Build, Steam World Build. We've got a preview of that up on our website. We've got a preview on our YouTube channel. We have reviews of. Um, Skylier Prophecy of Dungeon Alchemist got reviews up of them on the website and on our YouTube channel and as always please check out the Gran Turismo 7 series the OEG Fantasy Football League with Football Manager 23 Mobile and then when we get time we'll try and do the Evercade series, the Star Trek Online series, Worst Games Ever series and the Ridge Racer 6 series so it's been me David from One Gaming episode 340 of the games played this week so we'll have a quick break we'll go into this week's news so thank you see you in a few hi everybody this is uh, Kermit the Frog here reminding you to listen to the game up one uh damn it what's it called one all right um are we rolling all right keep it going keep it going all right let's go hurry up we got a lunch date all right let's go Hi there, this is Kermit the Frog here, reminding you to listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast on whatever station it's podcasting on. Mm-hmm. 
still David, still Warrant Gaming, still episode 340 of the Warrant Game podcast. So we will go into this week's news and I mean there wasn't anything massively newsy about this week um, so I'll just sort of go through a few little things that got my attention. So the first bit of news that we have this week is Chris Pine vents his Star Trek frustrations. It feels like it's cursed. So, so it looks like Chris Pine is just as clueless and frustrated with what's happening about the next Star Trek film as we are. The actor plays James T. Kirk in the rebooted franchise. He hasn't heard any news about the long-delayed Star Trek 4. I don't know anything in Star Trek land. The actors are usually the last people to find out anything. I just, I know costume designers have of, that have read scripts before actors in February 2022. Zachary Quinto, I haven't heard of him in a while. Simon Pegg, uh, not aware of, of them moving with Ford or Star Trek 4. I would say it's frustrating. Pine said about they kept out of the loop, it doesn't really foster the greatest sense of partnership, but it's how it's always been. I love the character, I love the people, I love the franchise. But to try and change the system in which things are created, I just can't do it. I don't have the energy. So yeah, so it looks as though it was set for a theatre release, theatrical release, December 22, 2023. That's not going to happen now. Uh, with Matt Shackman direct, attached to the movie. Is he directing it, I guess? But Shackman has left the project to film Marvel's Fantastic Four reboot. Uh, Paramount's removed... Star Trek far from its upcoming film slate altogether. The last installment uh, with 345 million worldwide. It's not bad. Uh, but yeah, so what do you guys think? Do you guys miss the Star trek sort of stuff? Or do you think it's just one that is... I don't know. I, th- I think it's been going that long now. It, I don't know if it'd be you just to chop it. And start again with an all new original cast of people again. Um, but I don't know, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a very, very, very long time. Anyway, Mark Laidlaw on publishing Half Life 3's plot as fan fiction, I was deranged. Um, Half Life 2 Episode 3 may not be an official endeavour, but that doesn't mean series writer Mark Laidlaw. Laidlaw? Hasn't pondered on the universe after episode 2, however it seems to regret uh, publishing his thoughts as an unofficial short story in an interview with... Mm. I was deranged, I was living on an island totally cut off from friends and creative community over the last couple of decades. I was completely out of touch and had nobody to t- talk me out of it. It just seemed like a fun thing to do until I did it. Uh, he published the episode 3 st- short story to his website in 2017. Unofficial tale arrived just off the heels of episode 2's anniversary, trying to get hype and money, and was told from the perspective of someone named Gertie, Gertie, Gertie Fremont. Uh, which mentions of Alex Vaunt. Apparently references to Gordon Freeman and Alex Vance. Ah, just change names, right. Uh, no, no, I'll get with the company publishing episode 3. 
have come out of the other side a lot less embarrassed. I don't know. I don't. Know. I didn't really know nothing about this fiasco. I don't know nothing about Half Lifey stuff. I really think Half Life Two is massively overrated. I really do. But what are we going to do in this day and age? Are you guys expecting a Half Life sort of like Episode Three or just an uh, an an episode or just like a st oh God? Yeah, I think we'll just move on to the next bit of news because my English and speaking has just collapsed and stopped. Um, so it looks as though Meta's newest VR headset technology is set to hit shelves later this year, complete with some notable upgrades and a steeper price tag. A new especially news report from The Verge revealed that the MetaQuest 3 headset will be at least twice as powerful as the previous iteration. The wearable tech will also be two times thinner and cost slightly more than Quest 2 which currently sits at a $400 price tag. One of the main draws for the new tech will be the ability to simulate mixed reality. Similar to the recently announced Quest Pro, Quest 3 will feature front-facing cameras that allow the device to pass through video of the real world. Hazard can use this video to incorporate mixed reality results in an experience that isn't as immersive as full-on virtual. I have no idea what any of this means. Um, so in other words, they're just guessing. They're just guessing. So will this be coming out end of this year? I don't know. But we'll see what happens. Well, we will see what happens. Um, next bit of news isn't really news as at all. Like a lot of these things, it's just people talking because it's nothing happening. But anyway, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Oh God, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. What a weird rolling name. Director wants to make... Cal's Saga a Trilogy. So the director Stig Asmussen, Asmussen? Oh God. wants to make Cal Kestis Story a Trilogy, meaning a third and final game could be coming from Respawn Entertainment in the future. Uh, Suggests that a third Star Wars Jedi game is likely if the coming Jedi Survivor performs well. Sequel discussions were happening even before the Jedi Fallen Order was released in 2019. It's not fallen. Ah, I know what happened. already talking about the second game uh, I mean frankly we were talking beyond in these uh, conversations that we were breaking this story with Lucasfilm it's like well we're gonna with the second game I always want to see this as a trilogy blah 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 so yeah it looks like they're trying to promote this and sell this as the next sort of game so if this does well it will be a trilogy of games so what do you guys think um, the next bit of news, again, isn't really news, it's just rubbish titty-tat thing. John Favneau hints that 
Salacious B. I have no idea who that is. Or Salacious B. Crumb. I have no idea. Could return in the Mandalorian. Star Wars Legend. Oh, whoa, whoa, Legend. A bit too much there, I think. Uh, may have survived the explosion that destroyed Jabba the Hutt's sail barrage in episode 6. Return of. Yes, episode 6, Return of the Jedi. According to the Mandalorian creator, he just wants to get another big name person in to do things. Um, uh, the Kowakian uh, monkey lizard, Salacious B. Crone, first appeared in the 1983 sci-fi movie Jabba the Hutt's personal pet, an unofficial court jester, his cruel cackle... I have no idea who this person is, and it doesn't have a picture of him. So thank you for that IGN. Um, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Mandalorian, great series, but I'm not a big Star Warsy fan. Um, going back to a proper gaming stuff now, and that is <clears throat> the Wolf Among Us Two is being pushed to next year in an effort to avoid crunch. Um, today, Telltale Games has announced that its long-awaited sequel to The Wolf Among Us is being pushed out of 2023 in an effort to avoid crunch and team burnout, as well as accommodate a move from Unreal Engine 4 to 5. Speaking to IGN, Telltale Games CEO Jamie Otelli explained that the team made the choice for a number of reasons, primarily to avoid burnout and shipping an unfinished game, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know. I played the first game and it was good, but I got kind of lost in the story and I'm not a big fantasy booky person and some of the characters were just over my head, um, but it looks pretty cool, uh, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt, I'd rather have a finished game than a rushed game, but anyway, next up. Dune prequel series undergoing creative changes as it loses director and star. HBO Max's Dune prequel series Dune The Sisterhood has seen yet another internal change losing both a director and one of its stars. Uh, Deadline first brought the news today. Star Shirley Henderson who was set to play Tula Harkonnen and Joan Reck who was planned to direct the first two episodes have both exited the series as apparent as it apparently undergoes creative changes, has entered a pre-production, pre-scheduled hiatus. There are some creative changes being made to the production in an effort to create the best series possible to stay true to the source material. Yeah, that's, of course they'll say that. They're not going to say, yeah, we fucked. Joan uh, Renek has completed his work in the series and... Uh, and a new director we brought on through mutual agreement uh, moving to other to exit the series no longer playing because I don't know who Chulala Henlick is it's only the latest oh, I don't know yeah what do you guys think what do you guys think I loved the Dune movie that came out last year that was mint um, but you know, what do you guys think? Do you think this series is another thing worth watching? Or should they just concentrate on big budget blockbustery movies again? Um, but we will see what happens in the very near future. 
Anyway, the Spoken Developer would be folded back into Square Enix. Um, for Spoken Developer, Luminous Productions will be absorbed back into Square Enix to, to continue working on AAA games the company has announced. For Spoken wasn't very good, was it? Uh, the change will go into effect at the beginning of May. As of May 1st, our talented team will join Square Enix to deliver new innovative gaming experiences to, to players across the globe. Between now and then, we remain effectively focused on Forspoken. We are currently working on the previously announced patch to address overall game performance. We will deliver an update soon and the DLC in Tanta We Trust is on track for release this summer. Thank you again for your patience, blah blah blah. So, I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't that massively fan of the, the game. It looked basic and buggy and the gameplay just wasn't there for me, but if you like it, enjoy it, everyone enjoys something. So we'll go to the next bit of news and that is Hitman developer IO Interactive is working on an online fantasy RPG. Uh, are they still doing that 007 game? Are they doing the James Bond game? I think they are. Uh, like fighting fantasy that like really choose their own path. We're embarking on a new adventure, one that expands our creativity, our capabilities and in some of our, in, in some sense our identity. We are building a new world, a new IP, an online fantasy RPG. Uh, so yeah, it's like a new thing they haven't done before. From the screenshot, well not even a screenshot, from the, the teaser trailer, teaser picture I can see, I wonder if it's going to be like a multi-online game, like three, four players. Um, but we'll see what happens, we will see. Um... So moving on to the next bit of news, again it's not really news news, it's just <sighs> rubbish. Just because Mandalorian's coming out, the Mandalorian XX explained how uh, Gina Carano's departure affected Season 3. Dave Filoni and Rick Fayemiwi, I apologise, I do, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I've opened up about the importance of um, Cara Dune, uh, was that a name in Mandalorian? How her lingering presence has been handled in the wake of the actress Gina Carino's forced departure from the show. Cara was a big part of that and continues as a character to be part of the world. It had to be addressed in the creative and John Favreau took the time to think about that, who directed episodes 1, 7 and 8 of the upcoming third season of The Mandalorian. It was something that was discussed as we knew it was going to have an impact on the show, but at the same time, what has been at the heart of the show are the two characters, Din Jardin and Gragu. I guess that Din person is the Mandalorian, I have no idea. The Gragu person's little baby thing. So ultimately it felt like a servicing of that and around the Mandalorians. Yeah, importance of uh, Pedro, Din, some as well, characters fighting the screen. Yeah, I still think the second season was really good as well. I did like The Mandalorian. I think it's a good little show. I've enjoyed it. It's the best Star Wars thing that I've seen ever. I think it's the best thing to with a Star Wars name on. Um, oh, God. Pressing random buttons on my tablet now. Um, 
but yeah, so the next bit of news that we've got. Amazon Studios boss confident Rings of Power will succeed despite a new Lord of the Rings films. Amazon Studios head Jennifer Salk is confident that the market is big enough for both the Rings of Power and the newly announced Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, Amazon owns the TV rights to J.R.R. Tolkien's work and the studio released the first five, first of five planned seasons for the Lord of the Rings last year. I think it was really good. It, I don't know if it was massively successful, but it looked amazing. Story was slow, but I do love the fact of these TV shows becoming a thing. So, skipping on nicely. Last bit of news I have got. And it looks as though Beyond Good and Evil 2 studio director reportedly out at Ubisoft. So, the... It's undergoing a leadership shake-up, so it looks as though Ubisoft Montpellier staff were informed last week that their managing director was no longer with the company. Go oh, I'm not even going to try that name. Had been absent from the role since the beginning of 2023, and no reason for his departure was given. Is that it was at Ubisoft for nearly two decades? It's amazing. So yeah, will this Beyond Good and Evil 2 game finally, finally ship? We don't know. We don't know, do we? So we will just go straight into the last um, top 40 gaming charts for this week. Once it loads up, there we go. So trying to get this done quick, quick, quick. So we have got the number 40, Red Dead Redemption 2, Lego Jurassic World, Mario Strikers, Battle League Football, Gotham Knights, PGA Tour 2K23, number 35, Pokemon Legends, Arcus. Wanted, Dead, Never Heard Of, Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Lego Marvel Super Heroes, The Last of Us Part 1, Number 30, Grand Theft Auto 3, no, Grand Theft Auto, The Trilogy, The Definitive Edition, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Harry Potter Collection, Super Mario 3D World Plus Bowser's Fury, Wild Heart, Number 25, Mario Tennis Aces, um, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, Super Mario Odyssey, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Number 20 is Mario Party Superstars. NBA 2K23. New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Tales of Symphonia Remastered. Thrhythm Final Bar Line. Number 15, Sonic Frontiers. Just Dance 23 Edition. Pokemon Scarlet, Dead Space, Pokemon Violet. Number 10, Splatoon. Number 9, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number 8, Nintendo Switch Sports. Number 7, Grand Theft Auto 5, number 6, Minecraft, number 5, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, number 4, Marika 8 Deluxe, number 3, God of War Ragnarok, number 2, FIFA 23, and at number 1, Hogwarts Legacy, and that's thanks to Games Press and the GFK Entertainment Software Charts or Formats, so thank you for that. So that, my friends, is episode 340 of the Warrant Gaming Podcast with me, David, Warrant Gaming. Please go to our website, warrantgaming.co.uk. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash O-U-G. If you want to buy t-shirts, go to our website, online store, top right-hand corner, buy whatever you want, nice designs. Um, please go to our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash oneupgaming. Um, YouTube, please like, share, subscribe, all that malad. Cool. Um, Twitch, twitch.tv slash O-U-G official. Um, our Twitter, which is just at O-U-G official. So send us any questions, and if you want to email us, it's contact at oneupgaming.co.uk. 
So that's a very quick fire round. And thank you all, David. One up gaming 340. Back next week. Goodbye. Hi, Justin the Voice here. First of all, we'd like to thank you for listening. Seriously. We really like it when you listen. Yes. But if you'd like to do more than just listen, if you'd like to help us out, well, we have an idea just for you. Visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G. Your monthly micropayment will help us keep going all night long, baby. Oh, yeah. Mostly because we usually record at night. Yeah. But don't worry, baby. We got something for you, too. We've got special benefits for all of our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Again, that's www.patreon.com slash O-U-G. Do you have trouble sleeping? Tossing and turning all night? Nothing you do seems to help. You're not getting your recommended six to eight hours of sleep each night. Well, now there's a solution. Now there's Fat Cat Fly. With Fat Cat Fly, you'll easily get the sleep that you deserve. Download for free on the iOS App Store, and you're guaranteed to get a good night's sleep with very few side effects, as you help a fluffy kitty eat all the junk food that he wants. Side effects may include sleeplessness and desire for cheeseburgers if erection lasts more than five hours. See a physician. Try Fat Cat Fly today. Visit facebook.com slash fatcatfly because you deserve a better life.